Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Flood Insurance Guru Podcast. My name is Chris Green, your host of the podcast and owner of the Flood Insurance Guru. And today we're talking about why are commercial flood insurance rates going up so much and what can you do to control it? That's exactly what we're talking about in today's podcast, so stay tuned. Remember, if you've got questions about elevation certificates, what's the risk on my commercial flood insurance property, where can I get an elevation certificate, or even how much should commercial flood insurance cost me on a multifamily investment property? Make sure to visit our website. If you're a property owner, you can also visit our website, Flood Insurance Guru, to visit our learning center to find information on your residential property. If you like the information you're, you're hearing on this podcast, make sure to leave us a review on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, so other people can hear the same great information that you are receiving. Now let's talk about today's topic, and that is why are commercial flood insurance rates going up the way they are? There's a few things we're talking to talk about today. You know, the first thing is really climate change. It's the one word that nobody wants to talk about. You know, so many people say climate change and global warming. You know, climate change has been happening since the days of the dinosaur. You know, global warming, you could technically probably argue, has been happening since then as well. No one wants to really use that global warming word that would separate it from climate change. Remember, global warming is just a different form of climate change. But you see, climate change is having a big impact on insurance companies across the country. You know, you've got much larger storms dropping large amounts of rain. For example, in the Fort Lauderdale area just a few weeks ago, they had 27 inches of rain in one day. That was a record. You had Birmingham, Alabama a couple years ago who had 13 inches of rain in just a day. You had Waverly, Tennessee who had 17 inches of rain. You see, climate change is having a massive impact on flood insurance rates, insurance rates in general, about how people are looking at rating models and cat models and things like that. The second thing is infrastructure costs. You know, we are seeing infrastructure costs go through the roof. And we're talking about things like dams, levees, and drainage systems, where a lot of cities are maybe holding back on updating these things because it's costing so much right now. The money's just not there. A lot of these systems are getting out of date. Dams are losing their accreditation, which is causing things like the National Flood Insurance Program rates to go up. Uh, You've got infrastructure changes as well. With the National Flood Insurance Program, where they no longer use flood zones to determine flood insurance rates, which means if you've got preferred areas that were behind dams, these areas may have major impacts now. These are having a huge impact on impulsive holders. Now we've got increased development in high-risk areas. You know, these are areas where people continue to develop and build new homes in high-risk areas. You know, a lot of these coastal areas, a lot of areas along major rivers like the Mississippi River and the Missouri River that have continued to flood. And what happens is when these properties are destroyed, they continue to be rebuilt, where usually the government steps in, provides a lot of funding for this, and we continue to have the same cycle over and over again. Then there's changes in insurance regulations. You know, we're seeing a lot of this happen across states like Florida, California, and even other states where you've got a lot of things that are changing. You know, we had things like the Bigger Waters Flood Insurance Reform Act of 2012, the Homeowners Flood Insurance Affordability Act of 2014, which introduced reforms to the National Flood Insurance Program. You know, these changes aim to improve the program's financial stability and accuracy in assessing risk. 
It had to be delayed. That's why risk rating 2.0 came in. So all these different regulations are having a big impact. You see, so local state regulations, while they do have a big impact on local insurance, they may not have as much of an impact on flood insurance because of the way things are done at the national level. Unless we're talking about things like private flood insurance. Uh, for example, in the state of Kentucky, the way their Department of Insurance is set up is you've got taxes usually at the local level, a county level, and maybe a statewide level. Because of this, a lot of non-admitted private companies do not operate in the state of Kentucky because it has a major impact on profitability. So that's one example how insurance regulations are having that impact. So what can you do to really minimize these things on your pocket if you're a multifamily investor or just an investment property owner or looking at purchasing investment properties? Well, you want to evaluate your risk. And what we mean by this is not just check your risk now, but you want to consult with local authorities like a floodplain manager. You want to talk with people who have experience in the flood insurance industry and kind of help forecast some of these changes. You know, what's your investment property profitability from an insurance standpoint going to look like year two, year three, year four? What kind of major impact things could this have on your profitability per door? Then you also want to shop around. And we don't just mean shopping around, hey, I got flood insurance quote from this company and that company. Remember, if they're putting quotes in front of you that say National Flood Insurance Program, all these quotes should be the same. When it comes to private flood insurance, see if you can get at least three different private flood insurance options. Because remember, not every private flood insurance option is the same. It depends how their reinsurance is set up. It depends how they're, if they're a syndicate with Lloyd's and what syndicate is through. You want to look at all these when you're shopping around. You want to look at things like what's in the policy exclusions. You know, if a claim happens, what's going to be covered? What's not going to be covered? Then you want to look at investing in mitigation measures here. We're here talking about things like redirecting water, maybe installing flood vents into a property, wet proofing measures, dry proofing measures, things where you can keep water away from that investment property. Because remember, when water hits that investment property, whether you've got insurance or not, it's going to have a big financial impact on you. And you want to minimize that financial impact as much as you can. So these are just some things. So if you're a multifamily investor and you're trying to get answers to some of these flood questions, make sure to jump over to our website, floodinsurancegiver.com. Visit our learning center where we have a lot of these questions answered. My name is Chris Green, president and owner of the Flood Insurance Guru, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to today's podcast on why are commercial flood insurance rates increasing so much? What can you do as an investor to minimize these impacts on the profitability of your property? Thank you.